Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Innovation Crush. Uh, my name is Chris Denson, or John Denson, as a few people in the room <laughs> just learned. Um, hold on. I can't hear Jeff. Hello, Hello. test, test, no, test. Now I'm Mom. hearing you a little bit. No, here you go. You want me to get close? Ooh, no. snuggle here. Don't there fall off the. <laughs> All right. These chairs are dangerous. I'm do that joke again, but don't you? No, oh, you guys, I'll, you guys won't laugh at it. Never I'll laugh. I'll laugh. I'll give you. I'll give you the laugh. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. My name is John Denson. But nobody knew that. <laughs> um, a joke remix live on the uh, on the recording today. Uh, this is Chris Denson, the John story. You, people just look it up. You'll find out the truth about <laughs> it. Um, and in case you don't know, this show covers all things innovation, cool things in the marketplace, and cool people making them. Um, and today we have a couple of really amazing guests. Uh, one is my guest co-host for today. Say Woo-hoo. hello, Alexi Panos. <laughs> hello. Panos is Greek. That is Greek. Yeah, Greek or Spanish. You really only had two options. Greekish. Greekish. Yes. I'm 50. I'm a halfer, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, you don't look 50. You look really? younger. Okay. <laughs> That's good. My creams are working. <laughs> um, so give me a little bit of the Alexi Panos. Uh, you're, you're somewhat of a, a, a name to know. I've, I guess I've come so. To know. I guess so. I've lived kind of a crazy life in my 50 years. Um, actually, I'm 31. <laughs> but I've, d- I've done quite a few things. I've, I've led the uh, entrepreneur's path. I have done entertainment as a television host and model. Um, I run a nonprofit organization called Epic, where we bring clean water to those in Africa who need it. And I also do inspirational stuff, which is pretty rad. So nice. Got a YouTube channel and um, talk. So basically people. you have no time is what you're... Um, yeah, you're I basically never sleep <laughs> and I run on coffee. No, just kidding. I run on happiness. Ooh. Yeah. How about that? Nice. You like that? that? Is, that's very good. That's <laughs> I think that was a McDonald's plug. I think, <laughs> I think that might have been... Uh-oh. We're going to have work. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think that was a plug. You also have a, a, a book series or is it uh, a book that I know one's done and one's around the corner? Yes. I uh, co-wrote a book a couple years ago called Live Beyond Your dreams and it's all about how to achieve what you want in life with purpose and mission and uh, finishing up my first solo book called 50 ways to yay which will be out on the other end of 2015 so i'm super psyched about that i'm such an underperformer next to this (sighs) you're not though i I see nasa we haven't even introduced you yet nobody even knows who you are (laughs) technically just the voice i'm winning right now i'm winning right now Uh, so speaking of tacos, I don't see. I'm not good at uh, segues. Um, Jeff Jenkins, say hello. Hello, man of the hour, man of honor today. Um, give us the 101 on Jeff. And before you do that, um, this is from your LinkedIn. That's how well wow. recent. That's how Ooh, deep our research team goes. <laughs> that, that goes really deep. <laughs> Digitally minded brand marketing executive with international experience, an entrepreneurial mindset, and passion for disrupting the ordinary. I usually don't read people's like LinkedIn quotes, but that was actually well crafted. Very well. I'm impressed. Hey, you know, you know, I uh, I try, I try. I <laughs> well, you gotta try. I, I don't get there all often, <laughs> but you know, you know, no, yeah, I am. Uh, like I said, I'm feeling underwhelmed next to you, but Should not. yeah, no, I am. Uh, I'm I'm a bit uh, similar to you, and is that I am a a uh, vagabond uh, of multiple journeys across uh, my lifetime. Not 50 years yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We can't all be <laughs> as goodness, impressive right? as I know. 50, 50 years, years and uh, that's getting. <laughs> 
Whipping cream is like awesome. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I am. Uh, I started off on the East Coast, uh, got out of college, similar to you. And I, I used to be really embarrassed about the fact that at one time I was an actor, um, but actually has become to be probably one of the most important th- parts of myself as a brand marketer. Um, but Did you ever then, cry on, on camera? Uh, yeah, I cried on camera. Oh, wow. Uh, lots You're of serious. Lots of inch- Maybe serious. we can get him to cry serious, today. Serious. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was on I mean, very small roles, but right? I was on Star Trek. Yes. And, uh, some mornings or day, daytime drama soap really? operas. Really? Yes. Come yes. on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guiding Light. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I carried the plates on Guiding Light. I was very, you know, it took a lot of concentration to yeah, carry the plates. It seemed very dramatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, that uh, inf- has informed a lot of what I do, right? Uh, acting is about connecting with people and understanding emotions, and that's that's what uh, doing the brand work is about. Um, but I, uh, at the same time, when I was living in New York City and acting. I was actually uh, working for MTV. Got a really interesting first job working for the original creative director uh, of MTV, who came up with "I Want My MTV." Oh so wow. wow! Talk about someone to, to land on in your first job and learn under. Uh, from there, I did come out west coast. Uh, mm-hmm. Went and worked for NASA, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, doing PR and media relations for them, which was uh, my inner space geek. Uh, I went to space camp as a kid, so totally geeked that out working so there cool. for uh, six and a half years. <laughs> and you were on Star Trek. So, and, and, yeah. so it's all coming boom, together. It all works. Full Multiple circle. circles. And so we have the astronauts. It's all a bunch yes. of connected <laughs> circles. There you go. And uh, and then, uh, you know, my last uh, most interesting piece of my journey is it has been at Taco Bell for the last six and a half years, um, working uh, across uh, America and then working within the Yum Brands family in KFC in Australia for a bit, and then coming back and doing some really interesting work with um, some really talented people um, at Taco Bell on the digital yeah. space. So, yeah. Um, you're referred to as we talked about this earlier, a, a, a taco hacker, um, <laughs> kind of cool. which I said was better than taco hack for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole other bathroom story. Um, and then also a resident disruptor at Taco Bell. Um, des- describe for us what that means. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, the world today is changing ever, ever ever more quickly, right? And I think that's one of the things that as our business, we try to think about is how do we become a business that disrupts before we're disrupted? How do we continue to evolve and move quickly um, in a space where uh, a lot of these more mature companies aren't used to moving that way? And so I think that's one of the things that you know, we're a flat organization. Um, everyone knows everybody. Everyone can talk to everybody. You know, the work moves really quickly. Um, and it's one of those things where we're free in our own sort of world to create jobs for ourselves. And I was like, gosh, well, what, what job, if I could come up with a title of a job I really wanted to do, would it be? And let's, let's put it. And so you'll find uh, at our company, lots of people have great titles of jobs just to, I think it's a, it's an inspiration and t- gives you a image of what you want to be doing and helps the organization understand sort of where you want to go as well. Yeah. Totally. No, that's interesting. Just like that, that idea of feeling inventive, you know, I, one of a job I had was director of innovation and it was, well, it didn't mean much, but it was just like, oh, you get to come <laughs> up with ideas. Right. And, and, uh, but it was always a conversation starter. Right. And when you walk into a room and say, Hey, I'm a resident disruptor. Like, oh, what, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Pray tell. Um, so that's cool. And how, you, you know, that's interesting that you mentioned how the organization is also set up for that, you know, that type of structure and you to be able to chart your own path. Um, I read an article where you said you wrote a letter to the president (laughs) and you were like, I want to lead this project. Um, Just kind of walk us through the entrepreneurial journey that you've had, you know, at Taco Bell and, and 
how they support that? Yeah, you know, I think it is our organization, uh, you know, Yum Taco Bell is awesome, right? I, you know, I think that's one of the things I remember one of my earliest memories of working there was I'd been there about three weeks and it was a Friday afternoon during the summer and we sort of have summer hours that you get out at one, but, you know, no one really gets out at one, but the, the idea of getting out at one and, you know, there's a bunch of people there. I was there late on a Friday and we had our CEO and our CMO, who were both Australian at the time, sitting on the desk of a... Um, and uh, a new hire or a, as she was an admin who was, um, just had been there like three weeks and they're sitting on her desk. She was going on her uh, honeymoon and they were, she was going to Australia hmm. and they were calling their friends to make sure that she had reservations at the great restaurants and all this. And, cool. and it was like, gosh, they, oh, they, didn't, wow. they couldn't have known who she really was. She'd been yeah. there three weeks. She was actually a temp at the time. She became a permanent employee. She was amazing. Um, but there they were sitting there trying to help out, giving her, re- you know, recommendations. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool company to be a part of. And I think that's just played out over the, over the years I've been there. It's uh, very much a, the best idea wins. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and people just are open to ideas. And I think that sort of has been my journey with it has been, Hey gosh, how do we come up with cool ideas? How do we push them through the organization? Um, and that's, that's probably one of the unlocks has been for my career is that people are open to it. I mean, we have uh, a great, really cool about that is, you know, to your point, they're not, they're not as close to our consumer in age as mm-hmm. the folks in the front reverse mentorship program with our uh, executives so that they wow. would know Snapchat mm. comes out. How do I, how is it meaningful? Um, and so we set up a reverse mentorship program, right? So they're just open to new ideas. They want, they know we need to be, we are a life stage, life stage brand, right? You sort of age in and age out mm, of okay. our brand. Mm-hmm. So if we've always got to be relevant to our life, that, that very core consumer right now, which is the millennial consumer and will become generation we as it evolves, but how do we stay relevant? And I think they're very open to that and pushing those sort of ideas through is part of that staying relevant. Now, when you when you have a structure like that, where it is kind of like best idea wins, you know, how do you assign? I always hate the term, but it always comes to my head, which is swim lanes. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you assign swim lanes to people? Because I'm like, oh, I have an idea for mobile or I have an idea for a new food product. Like, how do you stay focused and still kind of um, foster innovation? Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a great question. And it's thank uh, you. I've been I've been, you've been working on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I went to the bathroom earlier and rehearsed it. You rehearsed it. Right, okay. Did you look in the mirror? Did you look like a good, <laughs> exactly. a good smile? Yeah, no, uh, it, it is a good question. I think it's one of the tougher questions that we have. I, I'm not sure that there are great answers to it. I think we've um, developed some really interesting ways. Um, last year, uh, we have set up a sort of sort of internal group of sort of, you know, agile methodology teams to attack problems and attack these sort of um uh, different opportunities in sort of small, you know, 30 to 40 day sprints. Is there an idea there? Let's go attack. Let's go attack it. Let's hack it and see if we can come up with a way to do it. And then if it's something there, then we can look at how does it fit into our organization and it's a scale for, you know, 6,000 restaurants across the U S mm-hmm. right. That's awesome. Um, you have a go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say it's really impressive. Um, you know, being someone who's who's definitely in touch with the millennial generation and in touch with the older generations, I'm noticing how big companies that I grew up with, if they're not innovating, if they're not hacking, if they're not disrupting before they're disrupted, they're out so quick. And I've been having this conversation with a lot of friends lately where, you know, you look at something like Blockbuster and man, what a missed opportunity cuz I'm a Netflix fan and I am on that thing every <laughs> yep. single night. And Block Blockbuster could have been that. And and it's so great to hear that there's companies that are really ahead of the curve. And the reverse uh, mentoring, wow, 
that's yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, that's one of the cool things. We, you know, one of the things I, I think you're right, right? That's you've got to do that. Otherwise, you become totally. the blockbuster rather than the Netflix. Um, uh, within that, you know, I think people always say, oh, consumers today are clamoring for change, mm-hmm. right? They're not. Mm-hmm. No one's no one's out there asking us to change. What they're doing is ignoring us if we don't. Right. Right. And there's a very, very big difference. If they're clamoring for change, it means they're still engaged. Right. If they're just going to, if they, if they move on because we haven't evolved with them, then we don't hear from them, which is much worse than having them say, hey, we want you out there changing. So it's a matter of being that innovate, pushing the innovation so that we're not, we're, we're not asking them to demand change, but asking them not to ignore us. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, but in that sense, like how do, uh, how do the larger companies actually uh, navigate, right? Because you have to pivot quickly and, you know, the blockbuster example is perfect because they had an opportunity to buy Netflix mm-hmm. and, and Reed was like, you sure you don't want this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a good deal. Um, and so when you're a larger company you do want, you need to change quickly, but you also have to have like your staid services and products and core things that you do. How do you, you know, how do you manage to navigate in a, a world that changes so rapidly? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a balancing act. It is uh, something I think uh, that it's a learning process. You know, I'm not sure we're, we get it 100% right. I know we definitely don't get it 100% right. Um, you know, the, the mantra is um, fail fast, fail quick, fail cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that and you feel can, delicious. And feel delicious. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I have tasted some unbelievably delicious failures over the years. It's like, how how is this not a big idea? It's so well, it's like It's like when it's you amazing. go, when you go like uh, you listen to tracks that an art, like maybe your favorite artist has recorded. You're like, why has this never been on the For radio? Sure. So you get that inside scoop of deliciousness. Yeah, definitely. It is something that uh, we definitely are trying to sort of um, figure out how we do it and do it right. Right. And it it is a journey. That is that is sort of the mantra we have is we're going to make some missteps. We're going to find some things that we think are the biggest ideas. But at the end of the day, you got to listen. Right. That's the key. Right. Always be listening. Always be looking for the newest news. I mean, I am I am probably the worst. My wife hates me, I'm sure, because at four o'clock in the morning, I am awake. And the first thing I'm doing is reading. And, you know, the the screens just keep getting bigger and bigger (laughs) in phones, which means brighter and brighter. Um, So I'm sitting in bed at four in the morning, just reading what's going on in the world. We have a nine o'clock stand up every morning. Uh, We have a a newsroom set up on our social PR digital team. And it is a nine o'clock stand up where everyone across all of our social digital PR um, media teams comes in. We talk about what's going on in culture, what's going on in the news world, where are those places that's relevant to our consumers, and then separately, how are those? How are we going to react? What does that planning schedule look like for how we're talking to folks, how we're developing products? And I think it's you've got to stay completely focused on at that moment, right? To your point, absolutely. It, after a moment goes by, it's gone. Absolutely, but it's also about staying true to your your core consumer as well. Like, what do they want? And you know, that's something that is interesting that I want to talk about too because I'm a part of this whole health revolution. So how are you dealing with that within the space of, you know, fast food, which, which does get a horrible rap sometimes, right? No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Look at this. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is one of those things that I think, um, you know, it's about providing choices, Mm -hmm. you know, providing those healthy choices for consumers. You know, we have, um, uh, uh, you know, 
a fresco line of tacos that are under 100, I think it's 170 calories. Okay. So it is about fi- ha- having those healthy choices available for consumers and making sure that we're making the right choices. And to your point, staying true to your brand, right? I mean, right. I think uh, one of the things we have been about is always our brand is about craveability. Mm-hmm. That is what Taco Bell is known for. But how do you bring that in a way that is works with um, the revolution that you've talked about, right? How totally. do you how do you not lose that brand essence of Taco Bell's craveability, but still have those offerings that people um, can choose from? So Absolutely. I think that's one of the, that's one of the challenges. I think the the connected world or the connected health or however we want to think about the connected body um, with all the wearables that are coming down the pipe are are sparking a different revolution, a different um, way of talking about things. And I think that's one of the things we're constantly you know looking at is how I mean you know, I'm wearing a Pebble right. I'm a, wearing a Pebble Steel and I use Misfit the the app to track how many steps I've had right. today and what my sleep looks like. Right. I mean it is a connected world. It, it, we're just at the very you know, the very sort of beach as we're about to swim across the ocean of what it can do. But I think it's, it's one of those things you got to keep your eye on. Totally. Um, let's get practical for a second. Yes. Cause we've been ethereal. Ooh. Ooh. Ethereal. Get down to it. Yes. Let's get down to nitty gritty. <laughs> um, let's talk about a product or products that you've b- been behind that speak to this idea of disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- give us an example. So, yeah, no, I think the thing I'm probably, uh, the most, uh, just jazzed about what we've done recently is uh, we just recently, uh, about four weeks ago now, um, launched our sort of uh, a new mobile ordering platform through an app. Hmm. Um, it's a sort of first for our for the fast food industry um, in the sense that uh, it's not sort of just a payment. Hey, I'm going to come in and pay with my phone. It is literally giving putting the Taco Bell experience in everyone's pocket. And it's not a, hey, we're going to do some radio buttons and some check boxes and you're going to add cheese to this and do this. It is a fully immersive experience where you are swiping ingredients on and off. Um, It's opening up the kitchen. It's like my shirt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're swiping (laughs) your shirt on and off. This just got really awkward. Swiping the ingredients on and off my shirt. Chris is naked right now. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that for us has been one of those things. I've been working on it for two years, um, working with our, our team to really deliver an amazing consumer experience uh, that is taking that step forward with technology, being there where consumers are um, understanding where where consumers are headed and mm-hmm. trying to meet them there rather than figuring out what they want and then being two years behind. I think we, we are trying to do that. It, it, it's a really cool experience. It allows you to order your, your food. You can customize everything you want. I mean, I think there's a bunch of insights that we sort of unlocked early on and, and have sort of leveraged around how people behave with our brand and how they interact with our food. And then you order your food and then, hey, you submit your order and then it's sort of floating out there in the ether. And then whenever you want to go to Taco Bell that day, you go. And as soon as you're within 500 feet, the restaurant, we service you a little notification that says, That's pretty awesome. hey, it's cool. looks like you're here. Would you, lo- would you like to go through the dine-in or, or would you like to go through the drive-through? And you can make the choice at that point. Wow. And then from there, it literally starts making your food, right? I think that's one of the things that people don't know about uh, our, top, our brand is that we make all of our food fresh. Are you this paying is, via the app or you do you're pay? paying via, via the app? Okay, yeah. So you, awesome. you prepay and then just show up when you're ready. And I mean, you guys know from living in California, if you, if we'd ask the, the, uh, you know, people to come and say, Hey, what time do you want to pick up your food? 1130? Right. You know, LA be like, yeah, I want to be there at 1130. Oh, what time did you get there? Three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, but that's a brilliant insight. Like, right. The, you know, the fact that it's not a, like pizza, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, it's all about 30 minutes. I'm, you know, the, yep. as fast as you can get it. Of course. Chinese food, even faster. Yeah. <laughs> like, were you standing outside my door right. when I was on the phone? Wait a second. With an oven and a walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, it's that, that sort of insight that's, especially when you start talking about geographics or mm-hmm. just even how, 
it, do you have to consider something like the Midwest versus LA during that time? You know, during yeah, the, yeah, so. definitely. I mean, we you know we are a, a large large scale restaurant company, right? We have sixty. 400, 6,500 restaurants across the U.S. And Mm -hmm. some of them are, and and that was one of the things we looked at early on was, hey gosh, what's the smartphone penetration across the U.S., right? Average two years ago was something like 50%. It's now north of 71. Within our demographic, it's north of 85%, right? And we started originally going, oh, well, should we test in uh, Dallas, L.A., and then you know, small town uh, America. And what we found was, um, gosh, if we're going to test in one of these markets, by the time we get to rolling this thing national, they will be caught up to where everyone else is today. So let's not worry about that. It was moving so fast in adoption that it was not worth sort of taking the time to say, hey, do do we think smart things are smartphones are a big idea. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're only going to get bigger. It's not, it's not a going away pro, pro problem or a peak problem. It is a, just how quickly they're going to arrive in the marketplace. And it's now, now no longer, do you have a smartphone? It's what smartphone do you have? Right. Totally. I have a flip phone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Talk to me later. Phone. We'll see if we can, we can make you, get a hook up there for you. That's Perfect. You get the first taco phone. Yeah. Um, is two years a long or short development cycle for something like that? What, like, And what was the journey in that two years? Because I would imagine in your daily stand-ups, you're like, oh, that's out too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, you were right. Uh, it, I've gone back and forth, right? Because I, I looked at my wife, I was like, "We, I have two small children. I have a, uh, a two-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And to your point, my child was born when I started this journey. My second child, my youngest, was born when we – literally, I got this project – literally, I think a week before he was born. So he has been alive just as long as I've been working on this project. Um, but no, it, it, it is a long and it is a short, uh, time, if that makes sense. Um, it's long in the sense that I wish it would have happened quicker. Right. And when you're in the moment, you're like, Oh my goodness, this is taking so long. We're working so hard. Um, but if you actually, when I look back and say, gosh, what did we accomplish? It's a short, right. From a, from a, what we had, it's not like we were a pizza company or a company that had a huge e-commerce infrastructure. We had none. Right. Mm -hmm. So we had to build an entire e-commerce structure from the very beginning. And I think, you know, when we looked at starting out, we were looking at, Hey, do we go and, you know, make it so that you can pay with a QR code in our restaurant or do we go into the ordering space? And, you know, at the time there was no Apple pay, there was no, some of these other payment things that have come along. And what we said was, you know, pulling out your phone sort of feels like pulling out your wallet and we're all about adding value and, you know, enhancing the experience. And we're mm-hmm. like, gosh, if, if all of a sudden we can put so that you're sitting in your, your home or the classroom or your office and saying like, I can interact with the brand and figure out what I want. And I don't have to feel rushed at the menu board because there's three cars behind me or there's four people behind me in line getting antsy that I'm sort of staring up there. And I don't, I don't really know what's in that product or, or how can right. I, how can I, you know, customize it? We felt that was a bigger win. Um, knew it was going to be a larger um, challenge for us to do. And I probably didn't know how large of a challenge it was going to be when we took it on, but we had, we built all that infrastructure. So, you know, to your point at the, at the end, it's like, you're like, Oh, you know, I'm watching the app store every day. Who, who's launching? What right. are, are we going to get ours there before other people do? Right. You know, how are we going to, to be there? What are those new inventions that, you know, that come out, you know, I'm, I'm obsessing, uh, this week on Snapcash. um, you know, Snapchat's oh, that, yeah. new, um, I don't know what this uh, is. You can it's, give it's cash to your friends with your, with, through Snapchat. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't or have to a stranger phone. if you don't. <laughs> I send cash to strangers all the time. <laughs> this will be perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you see things like this happening and like then your mind starts running. Well, what can we, you know, how can we yeah. leverage these new technologies that are going on? You're like, okay, we still got to march the way through what we've been working on and right. get that launch before we can, you know, get the rest of the stuff. So I think we sort of, it's long and it's short at the, at the end of the day. Right. 
Um, you just touched on something I was going to, um, uh, well, we'll come back to it. So, uh, your team, yes. right? What does your team consist of? Cause this is like obviously different than your average, you know, the, the way an average corporation operates. Uh, you don't have to go through your entire staff list, but yeah. just like what kinds <laughs> of go through one by one, naming all of them, calling, exactly. them out, telling, telling them how awesome they are because they are all awesome. Well, who's your favorite? Ooh, ooh that's, that's so later. <laughs> no, they're all my favorites. Oh, there you um, go. No, I work with, uh, you know, both, uh, every, Everyone across the board on our team is is really um, great. You know, I think you know we work with a. It's interesting when we started this project, um, our leadership said, "Hey, we're going to carve an entire space out in the building for you." Sort of a startup mentality. Startup mentality. I'm going to butcher those words one more time. Startup mentality. (laughs) Startup mentality. Um, And we're going to carve a space out for you, and you guys can go. And we want the you know your operations partners. We want the marketing partners. We want the technology partners all sitting in the same space, so we're not wasting time with you know email chains having to go back and forth or Mm -hmm. walk across the building to find this and get the answer. We want everyone at the same table. So uh, we started out very um, quickly sort of putting everyone at the same table um, very early on and working in very much a startup-like mentality, like this was what we were focused on. Um, but, you know, from a team standpoint, it's, uh, you know, it's very, um, it's very, everyone is very different, but very similar. Um, everyone has their own uh, uh, talents, but everyone also has a similar sort of entrepreneurial mindset. You know, everyone, everyone in there is, um, is someone who's going to break the mold, but they do it in all different kinds of ways. Right. Right. And I think we've also sourced, uh, and tried to put, pull the team together from very disparate points of view. Uh, one of the guys on our team that's been running our team on a day to day basis, um, Ben, he came to us from investor relations Hmm. and he has come in and jumped in, uh, and become a, a huge mobile marketer and, you know, amazing sort of thought partner and strategic partner around how to think about these things. And he comes from investor relations where you're dealing with business analyst and financial analyst. And, but you know, when we were, when we were recruiting and he came from another part of Yum, we sat down and I bumped into him at some, it bumped into his boss somewhere. I, I don't know where the connection was made. And they're like, Oh, you should talk to Ben. I'm like, Oh, investor relations. That's interesting. Well, let's, let's chat. And you know, I'll never forget. Like we had the interview, uh, to come over to our team and we had it on, I think it was December 27th. So it was like two days after Christmas, right? It was, uh, in the holiday break. And you know, this guy, I'm sure he at the time was, you know, celebrating and, and with family and, right. um, we were moving very fast and, you know, I said, Hey, I'd love to meet. And he, he was like, why don't we get on the phone right away or we'll get on Skype right away. And, uh, we started sort of talking back and forth. And, you know, I think there's only three things when you look at bringing people on that matter. Um, and I, I read it somewhere probably and someone, I'm going to give whoever it was, I don't know who you are, but I'm giving you anonymously credit for <laughs> where I read this, but there's essentially only three things that matter, right? Is one is, can you do the job? Do you have the right skill set? Um, the two is, um, do you have the right culture fit? And three is, are you passionate about what we're about ready to go journey this journey? Those are the only things that matter, right? right? And so he and I started talking and you could see the passion. You could see um, that the skill set, you know, even though he didn't have a, a technical skill set for mobile, you know, the thinking, the strategic thinking was there. And I was like, oh, gosh, this, and we're literally sitting there talking and we're like talking about companies that we like and people that are doing really good jobs in this space. And we started talking about this company that I have a total crush on called Bonobos. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Pants them. company. Oh my goodness, they're great. They're I can't great, fit them. but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fit them. You, they're, like, they're like extra medium. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a little skinny in the thighs. And they I mean, my, yeah, they're great. I have my flat I'm, little bike. I'm, like, I'm going there like, you know, once a quarter. Like, hey, you guys got anything? <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're a great brand. But we're we're literally talking, and I remember like I like, and I'm going to do it here, but no one else is going to see this because it's it's just just my voice. But we're sitting there on Skype, and I'm like, oh, look at these. I, these are the the company I love, and I'm standing up in front of the Skype camera, going, bonobos, look at this, you know, like, and they have like these pockets. And I'm like, oh, see the pockets in the back. Uh-huh. And he's and then, of course, he stands up and is like, I'm wearing the same pants. And you're like, <laughs> like oh, you're hired. I was like, OK, this is this is just a done deal. We're not signing up. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a very cool sort of moment. And, you know, you find those people that are really thinking about um, things differently, but in a very entrepreneurial mindset. So I think that's sort of one of those places where, um, you know, and as you look to look to a team, right. And I look to my boss, my boss is, you know, we're very similar, but also very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, is where, uh, you find some successes and some wins. Of course, of course. And, you know, you, you touched on a couple things that I think are critical for any business or any platform that anyone's really trying to get out there and do something different on. You've been a disruptor at Taco Bell. You've been at NASA, you've been at Viacom. What would you say are your, critical things that, that you have to do to really get underneath disruption? Yeah. You know, um, one of the critical things and actually we just, um, uh, one of another, you know, I, I have a total person who just, I, I think it's cause I, I just have this like voracious, like I'm going to read and figure out what's going on in the world. Um, just like, I also crush on people, uh-huh. um, and, and like people who are doing an awesome job. And, uh, you know, I heard, I heard uh, this person speak recently, uh, Kat Cole, mm-hmm. who is, um, an amazing, if you're interested in Africa and water, she does, yeah. uh, she volunteers in Africa and she made it. It's a really good point that in Africa, if you don't have water, right, you have nothing like all the rest Absolutely. doesn't matter. Right? They have their priorities in order. And, and she was really smart, but she said, um, the, the permission she gives herself to ask the question and everyone else in her company to ask is what would I do if someone walked in and a hot shot replaced me today? Mm. And that gives you the freedom to think, well, what would I, what, what would I do differently if, if, you know, what would I do if someone else was taking my job over? What would the, what would be the first thing they would fix? It may be something that I've lived with for a year and a half and it's no longer a big deal, but if they came in, would that be a big deal? Right. How would I fix that? And I think that sort of mentality of, um, that never stop innovating, never stop trying to figure out and, and never stop learning, uh, is the key to unlocking, you know, new ideas, right? If you become complacent, complete, oh, I'm going to butcher that word again. Complacent. <laughs> um, if you come complacent, Oh, wow. It's okay. I'll say, say complacent. Like complacent. If you become she, she, complacent. She's a professional. Like, <laughs> yeah, you go, AE. She was doing like her how now, bro. I was. How before I, was. We, Ooh, wow. I was doing my scales out there before you wow. came in. Me, me, like me, massaging me, your jaw. <laughs> yeah. I had one hand over this ear. I was singing. Yeah. Was All right. Good. Let's try this one. If you become <laughs> complacent. There you go. Um, I, I think you're in big trouble, right? And I think yeah. that's the one thing we I've tried throughout my career is to just constantly learning. I think, you know, our team, um, the the text chain between our team of like every time we see something we're texting each other what do you think about this what do you think about this it goes on night morning round the clock have you seen this we're at a uh, you know we're at an event we see someone using a new service or we we become you know acquainted with a new service or something else and we're like texting so it is a constant like and the whole team has that mentality yeah. and that mm. that starts with my boss who is very much like pushing the boundaries of what can we do next well, like, yeah. so that taps into something really interesting because you talked about earlier with you know your wife and your phone getting brighter and it's <laughs> four in the morning and you know and then your team constantly going back and forth like is like where do you strike is maybe a little bit more 
more of a personal question, but like, where do you strike the work life balance? Right. Like, where do you kind of like, when are, when is everything off? And, a great question. and is, and is that, <laughs> is it achievable? ever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my wife would say no. Um, uh, no, it's, it's hard. Right. Um, my wife and I have this conversation a lot, right. I have, uh, but I have two small kids, as I mentioned, and you know, they are what's really great about Taco Bell. Um, not to brag about it, but I'm going to brag about it is we have daycare. That's what you're here for. I know, right. We, we literally have daycare downstairs. So my kids come to school with me and they call it, they go to school at Taco Bell. So every time we pass the Taco Bell, it's school, daddy. Um, they, 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 they sort of have a struggle right there. Taco school. Uh, it's probably amusing for strangers. It yeah. is. It is. It is very amusing for strangers. Um, they, you know, where you just leave your kids at the Taco Bell exactly. and pick them up. Later yes. Remember the time we saw that guy dropped his kids off at school at Taco Bell? Yeah. So, you know, they roll in with me in the morning um, and they roll out with me when uh, we leave at the end of the day. You know, that gives me some guardrails of, you know, daycare is only open so many hours, so I can't be there right. and I, I don't want to leave them there all day. Uh, you know, for, you know, if I, if, if it, if there were not hours, I would not just leave them there continuously, but you know, it is, it is a tough balance, right? Because you're never in, in this world. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, my wife and I've had lots of discussions around is <laughs> you're never off. Right. I mean, I always think about how did work get done when people like left their, their jobs and there was no email that you checked at night and mm-hmm. yeah, there was no texting that went on. And you know, it, it is, it is trying to find a balance. Um, you know, trying to find those, uh, to be honest with you, it's, it's finding technology that allows us to unplug from the technology. Right. right. And, you know, I'm leveraging I, it. I'm really bad about it. Right. And, and, you know, finding, you know, we have the, um, the iPhone has the do not disturb feature. Right. And let's, let's use it. Let's leverage it that to get out from underneath the right. technology. I, I'm not good at it. I'll tell you, I'm not <laughs> good at turning off. Um, I need to be better at it. Um, but you know, it's also, it's funny where you find insights, even with your family. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember we were, uh, we always talk about how the new generation, generation, we, or the connected generation or whatever they're going to be called are, are tech natives. Right. And you hear that and you say, Oh yeah, they're tech natives. I get it. I, but you know, I have an iPhone. I've been using it for several years. I know you're still on the flip phone, but you know, I was lying. <laughs> oh, you were lying to me. Oh, wow. I don't I'm know like John you, over here. I don't that's even that's know who you are anymore. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I'm 50 year old away. drug dealing flip phone <laughs> owning <laughs> wow. taco eating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you anymore. See, I'm actually an actress. You believed me. I believed it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it, you can get it. You get insights from everywhere, right? So we have uh, uh, when we we moved back from Australia, we were in an, in corporate housing, and we had a flat screen TV that was on a low slung. I don't know what you call that buffet hutch. We have a yeah. I know exactly. What you're yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's about a foot and a half off the ground. The TV's on a stand on top of yeah. it. You got your cable box, all that sort of stuff. And my at the time, I believe she was about 18, 12 to 18 month old, um, all of a sudden thought, well, gosh, I can change the channel by walking up and swiping the television. Right. Right. And so wow. for the lower third, all I have is fingers prints across <laughs> the bottom of my screen. And, you know, see hands. It, we had to mount the TV on the wall. So I didn't want her to knock it over and fall on her and, you know, the dangers of all that. But it just like a moment, a, a light went off in my head. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it's, it's like the, the YouTube of the, of the baby trying to interact with the magazine and like not understanding why the right. magazine doesn't respond. Totally. It's just the, the innate nature of how they are going to see the world is fundamentally different. And I think yes. that's one of the things in our team uh, in our larger digital team, we try and stay a, sort of abreast of those situations is, you know, we've got to stay connected to those folks. Cause I'm, you know, to your point, I'm, I'm no longer 21 and in that sort of sort of sweet spot, but how do you stay connected to that? One of the ways that, um, our social team does r- really great job at Taco Bell about doing is they have, um, um, a, uh, word of the week. 
So they do the millennial word of the week that mm-hmm. they send out to the team and then they send it out to our executive team. So things like, and it's, sometimes it's words, sometimes it's things like abbreviations or acronyms that you use when you're testing so that everyone knows what, what these things are. So the one this week I think was um, M- uh, MCM and WCW, so Man Crush Monday and Woman Crush Wednesday. Yes. I literally right? was going to say, do you know what WCW is? Because I just learned. You just learned? I got just one learned. for you guys. Tell me. Hashtag X. Have you heard that one? Oh, no. no. What is that? That's a new one for I'm driving. Like you send a text message that goes hashtag X. Oh, I didn't and know that. When people know they, they, they you know, should. that you won't respond for a little while. Oh. But you did oh. respond. But, and now well, X. but that's different than saying, hey, I'm driving. I can't respond right now. <laughs> How about just not respond? <laughs> <laughs> Using technology. It's a step. Day. Okay, fine. <laughs> Put it's a the phone down, John. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. God. This show is full of false identity. <laughs> Um, I have no idea where we were. I'm just, I'm <laughs> no, this, my this, mind is blown by the hashtag X now. Yeah. Really. Well, no, I think that's great. Innovation, right? It's everywhere. It, it is, right? It is. No, but, it, but I mean, like, again, it's this idea of idea sharing and, yes. you know, what are the common trends and, and you, you do find them everywhere and it is hard to turn off because especially, you know, I also run an innovation team for a fairly large media agency and we're the same way. Like we're always curious about things. You're constantly curious. You even as a, you know, yeah. as a, as a host and, yeah. you know, just looking to see what's out there and like it is hard to turn off you like even as you know when I I had my own agency for a while and I also was consulting and it was always hard for me to turn down projects because everything sounded cool right you're like oh that sounds really cool and so next thing you know you spread yourself so thin and that's why I was curious just as far as like the work-life balance because I I think I reached a point where I had to like at least from six to eight my phone was away somewhere because that's the time I get home it's dinner you know homework a little bit of TV then everybody goes to sleep by 8.30 and then I turn it back, back on, on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, we have sort of the same ritual in our house from like 5.30 to 8.30 is family time. You're a good disconnector though. I am. I am. Well, I was going to say, you know, I think it's interesting because to your point of curiosity and to your point of disrupting and having it be everywhere, I think a key part of being a disruptor is curiosity. So you, you absolutely can't turn it off. Like I'm never turning off me being curious about the world, about people, about ideas. So it's just about, okay, well, how do I put it aside for a set amount of time? What I'm a big note taker. So I'll just write a note down, like look up, you know, whatever. And then I've got a time in my morning where I look up everything that I want to think about or be curious about. And then I have my time for meditating. I have my time for being with my partner and all that stuff. So it it is a balance, right? But I think it's also speaking to the fact that you're totally passionate about what you do and and not a lot of people are in their workspace. Right. And I get that you like crush on your job, on other people, on ideas. And I see that. So obviously you love what you do. Totally right. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, I remember my, my dad said, you know, if you, you know, I'm sure he quoted shot someone else. Dad, right? Right? Shot class dad. Shot Belt buckle class. dad. Belt buckle shot dad. Glass Jenkins. Shot glass Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I remember my dad using the phrase from someone which is like if you you know if you love what you do enough it's never going to be a job it's going to be a passion right and I think that's it's all about finding that and you know when you when you recruit people to come onto your teams and be part of your organization you know you're looking for people who who share that same passion that same curiosity you you don't want people who are looking for if people are looking for a job yeah Yeah, thanks they're they're elsewhere right I I want you to come have a a passion filled experience and you know journey and and curiosity and and all that rather than you know something where you're clocking in and clocking out because you know 
not saying you, you've got to have work-life balance, but, yeah, yeah. For but sure. that, that is, you know, you've got also, to have Also, it's also how you build, you build a team around that as well as, you know, cause you have people who are good at that one thing. And then you have the people who are like, Oh, like the, you know, a toddler in a grocery store, just like grabbing at anything that looks <laughs> shiny and cool. Right. And, and you go, but then there's the parent, the grown up that goes, okay, here's what we need to do today. Exactly. And like, here's, you know, kind of keeps everything intact. Uh, speaking of toddlers and grocery stores, uh, what did little Jeff Jenkins want to do when he was a, a, a boy? What did little Jeff Jenkins want to do as a boy? You know, I think I wanted, I had an obsession with being an astronaut, went to space camp, hmm. um, sort of got to live out that, that reality in Star Trek and working for NASA. So, um, you know, I think it was, it, I went through a phase where I wanted to be an astronaut. I went through a phase um, which is still there. I haven't done it yet. Not to say that I won't do it. Um, where I wanted to be an architect. I was obsessed with Frank Lloyd Wright, hmm. obsessed with Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, and went, you know, dragged my mom and dad on family vacations to go to places like, um, Taliesin West in to go see the house. And, and my parents were like, okay, our, our kids He's sort weird. of weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and they, but they were, you know, my, my parents, uh, are awesome and they were very much, um, people who wanted me to be curious and, 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 uh, stoked those fires to be curious. I, I think if you put those two things together, um, you know, I got asked, well, what do you want to, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? I, I love to build mm-hmm. new ideas and I like to explore, right? Um, that's, that's what I like to do, explore new ideas. And I think that's just sort of, no matter, I have to your point, like it sounds like you, you have this sort of weird sort of like journey where you've done multiple different things, but there's probably that same through line. It's like they all are related to the same thing or the same innate insight about your personality. And that's what's driven you. And so for me, it's been about that exploring new ideas and new things and building new things. When did you realize that? Cause you know, uh, uh, Alexi and I were at a, at a creative retreat type of event um, a while back. And one of the things I talked about was the ability to tell your story. And I think I've also meandered crazily. Mm-hmm. I started off doing stand-up comedy. Then I was a writer. Then I worked at the New York Film Academy. Like, it was just, you know, kind of all over the place. But, you know, it took me a while to let the story tell itself. And, you know, when you go on an interview or you go into a business meeting mm-hmm. and people may not know what to expect for you from you, but they but they respect you in, 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 in a, you know, in a way. So, um, you know, just curious as to, like, when did you actually realize that, hey, I'm a builder. And that was, and that was a through line from Viacom to NASA. Yeah. To now recently, (laughs) Um, you know, no, it's been, it's been a, you know, uh, more of a recent sort of like uh, having the perspective to look back and say, how did all these things string together? How did I end up here? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, For me, it's, it's been a more recent development because I would have told you, I think it said mentioned earlier is that early on in my career, when I, when I went, yeah, had gone to business school, I'd done some other things and was at NASA and, and I was embarrassed to say, Hey, at one point in my career, I was an actor, right? That's an LA thing, right? I think right. everyone's an actor, but I was sort of embarrassed <laughs> by it. But now I realize that like, that's one of the key catalysts of what has made me sort of innately curious about people. I was innately curious about people. Um, so now it's about no longer being, you know, that, uh, aspect where I'm, uh, why am I embarrassed, but what should I really be thinking about? Mm-hmm. And how do, how does, the, how do these things string together? And, and where does that, uh, what does that mean? Right. So, you know, it's been more recent. Uh, you know, I think if you would ask me when I was moving from 
you know, from uh, the the Viacom out to JPL in Pasadena, NASA, and then back down to Taco Bell. Right? I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's kind of cool. You sort of go where where, the, where it looks cool. Yeah, space is cool. Um, tacos are cool. Um, are you going to send a taco into space? Are you, you going to do that? I think should. that would complete. That would be your opus. Well, you know, it's, yes. it's funny. Is I remember one of the things I remembered early on about Taco Bell when I when I found out they were hiring and that I wanted to apply was one of the early memories I have is when the Mir space station was crashed. Taco Bell put out like a big target in the Pacific Ocean. It was like, if everyone, if it hits this target when it falls out of the sky, we're going to give everyone a free taco. And I was, I, so it was sort of me like, I was like, oh, well, they're already into space. This right. is, is going to work out perfectly. Yeah. You know, but it is, it, it, you, you never know where, where your journey takes you. When I joined Taco Bell, I, I was on the brand marketing team. We weren't, you know, digital Facebook was, you know, a, a baby in terms of what it meant for advertisers and how people interact and, and how people connect. And, you know, flash forward seven years, I'm, you know, I'm on the, mobile team, you know, trying to invent, reinvent how consumers interact with our brand through connected devices. I mean, I couldn't have seen that when I joined the company. Yeah. But I think you sort of end up in the right place at the right time, as long as you keep asking the right questions. That's great. Um, Jeff is an extremely honest, intelligent, responsible, good, fun, and a pleasure to work with. Ooh. <laughs> is that true? Not at all. <laughs> Lies again. Uh, see, <laughs> such a good actor. You see, just, Some, just, somebody, whoever wrote this recommendation was like, uh, no, right? I wrote like, it myself. <laughs> it was me. No, but you know, I think uh, as we talk about these personal stories, um, what have you identified as your personal brand? You know, what's the Jeff Jenkins promise when you approach a problem, approach a person? You're out in the streets. Mm, that's very deep, John. It is deep, Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris John. Chris John. Um, yeah. What is my personal, what is my personal brand? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it's funny. My, uh, my boss is this really awesome, uh, woman named Tressie Lieberman and she's just sort of the genius behind a lot of the oh, we should have gotten her on the show oh, you really should have no joke fail. no joke you know if you want fail. to total fail she is she is a, she is a mad genius um and not mad in a bad way but just like mad genius right you know um but uh it's funny because I think when you try and it's it's oftentimes other people that help you see who you are mm-hmm. um and she's been as I sort of discovered oh, I like to build you know a lot of that has been come from conversations that she and I have had and what what is your brand right so I'm obsessed with this pants company bonobos right so i i'm always wearing fluorescent colored pants because their their thing early on was bright colored pants different colors and so that was my thing right and and for me it was not like hey i've just that's just been my style like a little bit left of center you know a little bit sort of doing my own thing but wooden belt buckles wooden belt buckles you know shot glasses as a kid (laughs) um but you know just doing seeing the world through a slightly different prism and i think that's what i've tried to bring to every every project is um high energy right i'm an only child if you can't tell um (laughs) like to talk love to interact with people you know i I think that's one of the things i'm most proud of in my life is that i I don't have brothers and sisters but i got to choose them because i to choose my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and so therefore I've chosen my family. Right. And that's been one of the things is, you know, would I've loved to have siblings, of course, but now in the absence, in absentia of that, I got to choose mine, which is even cooler on some level. So, you know, the, the people I call my really good friends are my family. Um, and you know, I think hopefully they would look at me and say, I mean, they all think of me as the weird one, right. Which is sort of what I am, this sort of weird, loud, um, uh, left of center person. But, um, you know, I think that sort of, really is who I am. And I think it's, you know, my boss and uh, that, uh, the mad genius that she is, is not only mad genius about digital, but about people. And so she sort of helped me understand that as well. And 
realize what brand Jenkins is. Right. Hashtag job security. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Shouting out the boss. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, one thing I like about both of you, you've used the word crush a lot. Which I did that for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I um, but I will now. Well, the name of the show is crush, Innovation Crush, Jeff. Crush. Just, oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> I didn't know I was dead. That's not why I'm using it. But crush, crush, crush. Does that mean win me some points? Yeah, it yes. should. Um, but what have you seen out in the world, out in the marketplace, maybe in your own space or not, um, that you are crushing on? I'll let you go first. Well, let's see. I'm I'm crushing on people who are just really out there and owning who they are. So to your point of being a little left of center, I think it's really cool now with with the internet and this whole digital space, you know, there's this level of transparency that's out there and it's so amazing. I love that people are kind of forced into telling the truth about who they are, being authentic, and I'm crushing on people who are just mad authentic and putting it out there and they're like, yeah, so and and yeah. so so there's a, an array of people that are kind of in that space. But I'm really playing with what it means to be authentic and show up with full transparency and just being OK with it. Mm-hmm. And and what that means to the brand, because I think that generation we that they expect it. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And if I'm not coming with that as my own personal brand, then I'm I'm doing not only the public a disservice, but myself. So I'm really kind of into that right now. Yeah, but you know, it's funny because I, 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 I think about the opposite of that, right? Where you've got Snapchat or Whisper or Yik Yak. I don't know if you've heard about uh, this yeah, new thing. Yik Yak, yes. Yik, yeah, you know the story? Yik, yik Yak is really cool. It is cool. Sounds cool. Oh, the college. Is this, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's a, yeah. Well, there's also like, you know, these threats that are coming from school. So there's, mm. you know, or going to school. So there's been like almost 20 school closings because of threats threats like you better not show up tomorrow. Oh, today was a test and like all this stuff. So they've been under fire, you know, Snapchat was hacked, like all these different things. And they're sort of, um, I look at people put forth, you know, sometimes a social media persona for sure. Um, so that it's, it's a really weird dualism, right? Where you've got totally full transparency. Some people are like out there like, Hey, yeah, here's my thing. You know, here's me. And then the other, other, other people are like, this is not who I am at all. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. I just the thought there's a thought, weird duality there of being able to be anonymous, but then the sort of sure. open transparency on the other end of the spectrum. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's a line that it's so fine and learning how to walk it. That's what I'm kind of obsessing with right now yes. because I'm, I'm new to really getting into social social media and like really putting my brand out there. And, and it is, it's such a fine line because you don't want to be all out there because right. you want some sort of privacy. How transparent is too transparent. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, your turn, sir. What are uh, you yeah. I'm, uh, the, the list is endless and it changes day by day. Um, uh, overall, the thing that I crush on are, are I, I'm with you on transparency and I'll probably touch on it on, on a bit and, and sort of this, uh, but, but the thing I'm really crushing on is what I call the sort of Jetsonification of America, mm. or, or not of America, but of the world, right? It's not just an American thing. It's, it's the world, right? I like the Jetsonification. Yeah. I like the Jetsons. Right? The Jetsons. I mean, it, it, that, that was the future. Now it is, you know, transportation's changing and, you know, mm. it's being disrupted and people are moving in different ways. And then you look at things like, oh, there's an amazing Kickstarter project about this bike that's like the size of your bag mm-hmm. that's now all electric and you can go like 21 uh, wow. miles per hour. It's like, you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And, you know, this the recent sort of innovation of this, like the hub board that like everyone's now yeah. sort of crushing on and that was, um, that was sort of really cool like there's all these different things that are happening um you know i think it's we're only 
we're not that far off when my car is broken that I print the part out at home, right? We're not that far off. Right. And, and, and that sort of thing from that sort of just feel straight out of the Jetsons. Oh, oh, oh this part's broken on my car. I need a, a new bumper. Let's just print it out. Um, and I think that's just going to be some that sort of we're not that far off. I mean, we're not there, but um, that for me is one of the places that I'm sort of crushing on and, and how there's lots of different companies, different brands, different um, people doing that and, and pushing the, the bar forward in the space. And I think the other place for me is also, uh, I'm really, uh, crushing on the fact that people are taking responsibility. Right. And I think <laughs> I, I'm a surfer, right. So I, I surf, uh, not much recently, um, due to launching something four weeks ago, but mm-hmm. prior to that, multiple times a week surfing. Um, and so I'm very sort of varied in, in tune with like making sure, like knowing what, the, what an amazing resource the ocean is. Right. And, yeah. um, so I think that there's, people are starting to, to understand, how the importance of, of how we leave the place behind that we're, we're brought into after we're done is, you know, of the utmost importance. And I think people are, people are that transparency around doing the right thing across every vertical, across every industry, um, I think is starting to really come to light. And I think consumers are, are, are not, they're not, they're not demanding it. They're ignoring it if you don't do it. Right? Absolutely. And I want to touch on a little bit like the, uh, the future happening because I've been going to Africa now. Uh, this was our ninth year. And it's so interesting because we see tribes, the Maasai. Most mm-hmm. people are familiar with the Maasai, really tall, thin, beautiful, dark-skinned people. Um, and thank we've you. been working with Maasai. <laughs> Did you say thanks? <laughs> yeah, <he> <laughs> I love it. Um, we've been working within their community. And to see the fact that they are still, you know, drinking cow's blood, they're still um, pastoralists, they're still living in huts made out of cow dung, but they have a cell phone in their pouch. Yeah. What? Like, that is so crazy to me. And what that means now, they're able to access the Internet from their smartphone. They're on Facebook. So I've got my Maasai friends on Facebook, which is so, so bizarre. That's mind blowing. Yeah. But you think about now all the free educational platforms that are out there from Ivy League schools and there's Coursera and there's all these things. They are so in touch now with the world. And what does that mean now for the future of these places that have been so disconnected? You know, it's scary, but it's awesome at the same time. Oh. It's totally awesome. I used awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. We had a Shout whole thing about Navneet. awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a bunch of hidden. Speaking of which, I want to clear this shot glass story up because it's an yes. interesting story. And I know we've touched on it a few times and the audience is going to be like, what? What? So um, just <laughs> quickly, tell the, tell us the shot glass story. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, 30 second version. Uh, my dad used to travel when I was a child. Always wanted to bring me back something, something inexpensive, cheap, cool that told where he had been. Shot glasses were easily available at the airport. You get to be 13 and have a collection of 20 to 40 shot glasses. Pretty it starts cool. to become inappropriate for a 13-year-old. <laughs> uh, my dad wasn't a drinker, so, um, you know, I think he drank wine. And he uh, called them uh, what, little glasses? or Little glasses. They were like <laughs> mini glasses, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, and... Uh, I think there was this revelation of this is probably the wrong thing to be giving my child who's entering <laughs> adolescence and, and about ready to go into high school. Um, so then it changed to belt buckles, which is sort of my collection. The thing I collect now, you collect piggy banks. So exactly. yeah, I do. they're all empty, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather collect full piggy exactly. banks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Take a deep breath. <gasps> this one's for you. Uh, take the conversation in and uh, complete this phrase for me. Uh, innovation to me is... place to start. I think it's just the beginning, right? If you can innovate, it's good. But if you can't put it into practice, it's worthless, right? And I think that's one of the things that uh, as we think about it is there are all these great ideas out there, right? But if you don't action them, they're just ideas. Mm -hmm. So for me, innovation is a starting point. And it's a, it's the, you know, the first step in the journey of a thousand miles, right? And then I think that's for me is where I've tried to find is like, how many launching off points can you find? 
But then how many times do you actually get across the ocean? Right. That's awesome. I love that. Cool. Well, thank you. How can people find you in the world? Oh, people can find me in the world through multiple places. Apparently, you found me on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter. It's probably the easiest place. Um, Jeff M. Jenkins, uh, at Jeff M. Jenkins. Um, but yeah, that's probably the easiest place to find me or LinkedIn or wherever. Please feel free. I mean, we're, I say, I love to connect with people. That's part of the thing I've sort of find joy in is talking to people. I will now people. text you all hours of the day. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I'm up, right? It worked out good for my wife when we had kids because I was always up and could take the early shift. Perfect. So there you go. Great. Uh, how can we find you, Alexi? Um, I'm at Alexi Panos pretty much everywhere online. You and your six, 16,000 uh, Twitter followers. Yeah. Um, 16,000. So I was weird. feeling really good at like the Panos Nation. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I don't I don't even really How do you Twitter. do it? Is it magic? Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. She bought them. She bought them. Do you know uh, I just found out about that? all right everybody thank you so much this has been another installment of innovation crush uh thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time if you like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and i love you a few days ago brooke tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments thumbs up brooke Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.